Hello and welcome to Lawyerish, a podcast for the people. Lawyerish is a safe space to learn, grow, inspire, and be inspired. So come along and ride on this fantastic voyage. Let us go be great together. I'm Braden J. Wallace Esquire, and I'll be your captain. It's a whole vibe, and I sure am glad you're here. Lawyerish is brought to you by Apex, where aptitude meets excellence. And our Voyage Vibe today is brought to us by The Temptations. It's one of my favorite Christmas songs. It's called Silent Night. It's off their 1980 album, Give Love at Christmas. So it's a great album. If you haven't uh, listened to it, it's a very exciting uh, album. They've got all these wonderful Christmas songs and a few originals, which were written by Barry Gordy and Smokey Robinson. Merry Christmas, friends. Let's not forget the reason for the season. We've got an exciting show today. It's going to be a little different, so hang on for the ride. Let's get right in to Duly Noted. All right, friends, we are back, and it's now time for Duly Noted. This week, I'm just going to chat about a few uh, hot topics of my own uh, this week uh, that I think are important for us to discuss. Um, First thing is congratulations to Argentina. They won the FIFA World Cup. Uh, This is a huge win. Um, They beat the defending champions, uh, France. And a huge win for Argentina uh, because it is the first World Cup victory for Mr. Messi. Uh, (laughs) Messi is a big legend in the soccer world, uh, and he's won many titles, but the World Cup has eluded him. And this is, uh, as I understand it, this is Argentina's second World Cup, uh, but his first. And so uh, it's it's sort of monumental because he he is... uh, you know, by all accounts, on his way out, he's going to retire. Uh, this will be his last World Cup, according to him. And so this was his last opportunity at victory, uh, drinking from the cup of victory, uh, and he did it. So uh, kudos to him and kudos to uh, Argentina and all those who are celebrating with Argentina. Congrats on the big FIFA win. I really appreciate the World Cup. It's a, a one of those uh global events that is really sort of galvanizing. Uh, If you've been paying attention to it over the past few weeks, even America, the U.S. team has done well or did well and advanced past the first round, um, uh, but lost there um, in in the second sort of round. Uh, In fact, lost in the knockout round. So uh, we're very proud of the U.S. team and looking forward to great things uh, for future World Cups. Uh, we've got a young team, the U.S. does, and so uh, we're excited to see them grow and do well uh, in the future. But today, this time, uh, it's congrats to Argentina, congrats to uh, to Mr. Messi, and congrats to France, too, for making it to the final round. Better luck next time. So that's the FIFA World Cup. I think I've also got to talk about uh, this Trump criminal referral uh, that has come out of the House Select Committee on the, J- the uh, January 6th uh, insurrection. Uh, that uh, The Select Committee has ended its work officially, and a part of uh, their 
uh, takeaway uh, is that they have made a criminal referral uh, to the Justice Department um, to um, to prosecute. Right? They 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 are suggesting or bringing uh, the the fact that uh, crimes were committed. They're bringing that to the attention of the Justice Department, and this is huge because it's never happened before. Uh, to a former president, uh, never, never before has the U.S. Uh, has the Congress referred a, a criminal uh, prosecution to the DOJ uh, of a former United States president. So it's a new low for our country, uh, but at the same time, it um, it is reinforcing uh, the rule of law. That no one is above the rule of law here in the United States. And so, uh, it can also be a high point for our country. <laughs> we shall see. Um, what did they? What did the committee do, right? What are they doing exactly? So they had this, uh, they had their final hearing on Monday, just yesterday. And what they've decided is that uh, these criminal referrals should go over to the DOJ. And they referred uh, Mr. Trump. Uh, they, they referred Mr. Trump for criminal prosecution or at least investigation on obstruction of justice, insurrection, uh, and another statute uh, obstructing an official proceeding. And this has nothing to do necessarily with uh, the current cases that are sort of mounting against Mr. Trump. He's got uh, uh, the AG case in New York uh, that is guarding a lot of attention, has been guarding a lot of attention. There's an investigation in Georgia uh, related to his pressure campaign against the uh, attorney general of that state to get him to find 11,000 votes. So that that is ongoing. And there's already a special counsel that has been appointed by the DOJ uh, to investigate uh, Mr. Trump's involvement in the, um, in the attack on the Capitol. And so this criminal referral, while it has no real, shall we say, teeth or legal teeth, uh, meaning it's nothing necessarily has to happen because of this criminal uh, referral. The DOJ does not have to prosecute Mr. Trump on these charges. This is a, a notice that the Congress has sent over to DOJ. And while, again, while it has no teeth, um, it is uh, a bit precedent-setting, and it would be very hard, I think, for any um, DOJ prosecutor or special counsel to overlook uh, this sort of uh, notice. Not impossible, but, but more difficult to do so. Uh, I think probably the most important thing about these referrals is that everything, all the evidence, all of the uh, depositions, the video... All the data that the committee has uh, collected, that is, uh, that is or will be transferred over to the DOJ. And I think that is where the value of these uh, criminal referrals uh, you know, will be to the nation, um, is that it's this transformation or transfer, pardon me, of information. Um, and so I think that's going to be terribly valuable for any prosecutor or any investigator looking into uh, Mr. Trump and others' involvement in the insurrection. Um, so, you know, we'll see where this all goes. I, I, 
whether it really has a major impact on the direction of the nation or the direction of the DOJ investigation, we don't know and we may not ever know. Uh, but uh, we just do know that this is a significant, significant moment in history. Uh, Mr. Trump making history again. One of the, is the only president that's been impeached twice. Uh, the only uh, president who uh, interrupted the peaceful transfer of power. Um, the only president we've really ever seen, at least I'm aware of, that uh, sort of neglected his duty to uh, protect and safeguard the United States uh, against enemies foreign or domestic. Um, and now the first president to, first past president to be uh, recommended for criminal referral to the Department of Justice. That is not a list of firsts that you want to see. <laughs> well, best of luck to all of those folks involved in that. I certainly wouldn't want that to be me uh, on either end of it. I want to make a special, uh, just a special note here to um, the uh, January 6th committee. It is... Um, I must say, must say, I don't know if this is the right word, but I'm refreshed that uh, that people can come together around facts. Still, I am, I have been truly concerned by our nation's uh, grip on reality over the past uh, years, uh, particularly during the Trump years and, and post, um, uh, because it didn't start with Trump and it's not ending with Trump. Uh, but I'm grateful to see uh, hardworking, uh, true Americans who uh, appreciate the Constitution uh, standing up uh, to say just that, right? To say that the Constitution matters and that the rule of law matters uh, and that the, the transfer, the peaceful transfer of power matters. And so uh, from this American uh, to those Americans who uh, uh, were involved with the uh, select committee uh, for the staffers, the attorneys, the uh, investigators, uh, and for the members of Congress, thank you. Thank you for your work. Thank you for your effort. Thank you for the truth. Didn't really think we would ever get to a place where we'd have to say thank you for the truth. But here we are, and we're grateful nonetheless. Uh, and I want to uh, send a special shout-out to Liz Cheney, who I've never been a huge fan of. Uh, but I uh, really, really appreciate uh, her leadership on this effort, and I see her in a different light. So kudos to her. Uh, that a way to stand in the in the gap. And she gave up her job, her leadership. She gave up giving up her seat uh, because people don't want to hear the truth. And um, she has it has not stopped her. And I just think that is certainly laudable and something we don't see a lot of anymore. We've got too many people clinging to power uh, and not uh, clinging to principle, putting party over principle so often. And, um, you know, we hate to see it. So we love to see uh, someone standing on their own two feet. And I appreciate the fact that it was Liz Cheney uh, putting her career on the line uh, to stand for America. You get a thumbs up for me and special recognition, Miss Cheney. Wishing you best, the best uh, in your next endeavors. 
which I seem to agree with. She says that she is committed to making sure Donald Trump <laughs> uh, never sets foot in the White House again. And I gotta say, she ain't wrong about it. All right. Uh, well, friends, I don't want to get too much into this other topic. This uh, it's Meg the Stallion. Now, you guys are seeing all this. I'm sure I've been hearing about it uh, all over the internet. There are all sort of allegations, and so. Um, and if you don't know about Meg the Stallion, she's a major superstar out of Houston, Texas. She was shot in the foot. I guess what two years ago now, maybe a year and a half ago now. Uh, allegedly by Mr. Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez is now on trial. And what we see in the media, there's no cameras in the courtroom. So what we're seeing from the media uh, or out of the media is, is usually from people who are in the courtroom. Uh, and then they come out during breaks to uh, brief uh, people on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, and so I just want to encourage uh, folks. And, there, and by the way, just there is uh, some contention that Tori was not the one who shot her. There's all this sort of information that's uh, going about and uh, you know, I've just seen a lot about uh, gunshot residue and a best friend who's involved who uh, doesn't remember a statement that she gave. Um, it's all kind of strange. And so people have been asking me about it. And I wanted to address it here. And I just want to say that I, I have not been following it uh, step by step yet. Uh, I just think it's a lot uh, and we're only getting bits and pieces. And so I just want to take a moment to encourage people to wait to get the facts, right? Get all the facts before you come to a determination here. Um, I don't know who shot her. I just know somebody shot her and somebody ought to pay. Uh, and uh, she says it was Tory Lanez. And, and so we're waiting for the evidence and, and waiting for the testimony. Um, I just recently saw today that her bodyguard is somehow missing and he was supposed to testify. And it's getting real fishy. And I, I think at the day before, uh, her her best friend who who uh, told investigators uh, that she saw uh, Tory Lane shoot her or something like that, she had a basically she had a different testimony than than what she offered on the stand. On the stand, she didn't seem to recall. And uh, you know, mm, again. <laughs> It's a little fishy, so I don't know what's happening there, but I just want to let I want to encourage people to wait to hear all the facts. And also, you know, when when a black woman is assaulted, we need to believe black women. That's that's my that's my view. Uh, doesn't mean that uh, the the truth uh, shouldn't stand some scrutiny uh, and and some proof. You got to be able to prove it in court. Uh, but in general, I I. I uh, I lean towards uh, believing the victims. Um, so, but in this case, I, I'm keeping my, reserving my judgments until I have all the facts and circumstances. I encourage you to do the same. All right, friends, that is your duly noted for this week. We'll be right back. All right, friends, we are back, and it's now time for your wellness check. Are y'all stressed? Are y'all tired? Lord knows I am. <laughs> Is it just me? I'm tired, okay? <laughs> well, I just want to remind you on your wellness check today to spend time stretching. When we're stressed, we often feel it in our bodies. Uh, there's sometimes headaches, tension headaches. There's tightness in our backs or our, our necks and um, sometimes it uh, can result in stomach aches and um, lightheadedness. 
lots of different symptoms that we often feel physically. But if we spend time stretching and uh, being very intentional about taking very deep breaths, it centers our mind and allows us some brief escape. So this week, as we come to the crunch time of Christmas, I want to encourage you to spend time daily stretching. Uh, even for just five or ten minutes, you can do it from the bed. You can uh, roll out of bed and start and do a stretch. Or you can do it uh, at the gym, right? If you're going to go to the gym, just encourage you to spend some time stretching. Give your body uh, what you need. And during that time, let's take some very deep, intentional breaths to bring us back to the present, to bring us back to a place of gratitude, and to bring us, to help us, help bring us to our happy place. Visualize that happy place while you're doing it. Close your eyes, take some deep breaths, and when you're ready, open your eyes, and win the very next moment. <sighs> Take care of yourselves, friend. This is a very stressful time of year. Things get really hectic. And so make sure to give you what you need so that you can be there for those who love you most. Spend time stretching today, friends. Visualize. Take some deep breaths and go to your happy place. And you can do that anywhere. You can do that at your desk. You can do it at the red light in your car. Uh, you can do it at the gym. You can do it in bed, right? Wherever you are. You could do it in your office, at your desk, you know, at the park. You could do, you could stretch wherever you are, right? Just take some time, take some deep breaths, and take some time to give you what you need. Stretch it out <laughs> before you be stressed out, all right? That's your wellness check this week, friends. We'll be right back. All right, friends, we are back. And it's now time for Lawyerish, a very special Lawyerish today. Uh, what we're going to do today is we're going to take some legal questions from some of our listeners. Remember, if you've got a question and you'd like to have it answered, you should email us your question. It's lawyerish at apexgroupdc.com. Again, that's lawyerish at apexgroupdc.com. You can always just DM me as well uh, on Instagram. I'm at bwallyesq. That's B-W-A-L-L-Y-E-S-Q. Shoot me your DMs. We'll get your question answered. And we'll keep your business private. Okay. <laughs> so let's jump right into lawyerish uh, questions from our listeners. Right. Our first question today comes from Samantha. She says, Dear Brandon, I received an offer letter that did not match up with what they told me in orientation. We were supposed to receive a bonus, a $10,000 bonus was supposed to be received by our second paycheck. And in orientation, they said it will take up to six months. Is this right? What do I do? Well, Samantha, first off, congratulations on the new gig. Good for you. Very happy for you. We, do, we love to see it. Um, this is hugely problematic. Uh, I do have some questions, right? I'd love to see your offer letter, right? What does it say specifically about the bonus check, uh, about the bonus in your offer letter? 
right? If it's very specific, right, to the language that you say here, that if they, in writing they said that you would get your bonus check by your second paycheck, and they're telling you something different in orientation, that is a breach of contract, and that is not allowed. Uh, I would encourage you to check in with HR and uh, make sure that they know that uh, what you've been told in orientation and uh, and what your what your offer letter states do not match, and that um, you wanted to check them before you call your lawyer. Right? <laughs> That's what I would advise. I certainly uh, advise you to go to HR, though this is a breach of contract and. And um, you know they, they can be liable for damages if they do not pay you uh, timely. Now, this is a tricky question, a tricky sort of situation here. Obviously, you've got the new job that you like, that you that you want. I'm assuming you wanted this job, you applied for it, and so you want to keep it. And um, you know that's you know. I, so I would advise when you approach HR, you do it in a way that is professional, uh, and that uh, you know displays you in the best light, right? But certainly, I would uh, go to HR. Uh, I don't know if this is a union job or not, but this is a good time to go talk to your union rep. Um, and uh, Or if there is uh, another sort of internal body for employees, right? Uh, the equivalent of a student council or a, uh, you know, employee advisory board or uh, you know, something of that nature, if there's some sort of internal structure with your company, then those may be good avenues to use as well so that other people can make the argument for you. If all else fails, right, I certainly advise if you uh, reach out to HR and, and don't get to the answer that you're looking for, uh, I certainly say reach out. Uh, you can reach out to us if you want, but we will get you in contact uh, and you should get in contact with an employment uh, uh, lawyer. Uh, and and let them sort of take the lead on uh, on enforcing your contract. This is a breach of contract, and that ain't gonna work unless you let it, right? So, uh, congrats again, Samantha, on the new job. Uh, go to HR, figure out what you can uh, glean from that. But if your if your uh, offer letter in writing states you should get that check uh, at a certain time, and your orientation is saying something different. Uh, that is a breach of contract, and it needs to be addressed right away. Certainly go to your HR, and um, if that does not yield your results, then go to an attorney. Uh, some may say go to an attorney first, but I think in general, uh, if you want to keep this job, and this is uh, this is the job that, that, uh, that you want, you want to preserve uh, the bridge there, uh, then a quick chat with HR might resolve the matter. Uh, and if not, definitely go to see a lawyer, right? I hope that helps, Samantha. Best of luck to you. Let us know how it turns out. All right, our next question is from Keisha. Keisha says, can I sign a contract if my business is not trademarked? Well, the answer to that, Keisha, is absolutely you can. Uh, you shouldn't sign a contract or anything without having your lawyer look at it first. That's a side note. Um, but you do not need to be, your business does not need to be trademarked uh, for you to sign a contract. You have every, um, you know, right to do that. Little known fact that people don't often know, right? Your business is, as long as you are doing business um, in, uh, you know, you're doing commerce in the field of commerce, right? If your business is active in the, in the field of commerce, you have what is called 
uh, common law protection over your uh, the, the name of your company, the logo, and, and the sort of information that's in the uh, in the field of commerce. You have what is co called common law protection. When you file a trademark, um, you do have federal trademark protection, right? It's a difference. It's certainly better than having common law protection. But when you've got common law protection, it's just about you get a protection of your brand in the area in which you promote uh, and are active uh, with your business. Now, um, here's the big difference that people don't often often know about in the trademark world, right? If, for example, you decided someone said you were using their brand or using their name, uh, they could sue you in, in the U.S. Uh, Patent and Trade Office. They could sue you uh, to make you stop using uh, that brand. We've heard some discussion around that in, in season one. Um, if they were to sue you, uh, whoever has if whoever has the federal trademark protection, they no longer have the burden of proof, right? That's what having a trademark uh, does. It shifts the burden of proof. If you've got a trademark and you sue someone else and tell them to stop or they tell you to stop using their brand, if you've got a trademark, then they, you are the one who has the position of power, right? So you're presumed to have the protection, and anyone who wants to supersede that or overturn that has got to show uh, quite a few things, but they've at least got to show that they were using the brand, the brand was theirs uh, before you, Um and, and that's no easy task. So it shifts the burden of proof, right? If you don't have the burden of proof, someone else has the burden of proof, they've got the, the trademark. That means you've got to prove it. And so if you've got to do the work in a court of law, that means uh, you don't have the upper hand. And so that's what uh, a trademark offers you. You do have, again, common law protection without it. But of course, you want that good federal trademark of recognition so that you and your attorney, if something comes up, you have the high ground. You could say, I am trademark, I am trademarked, and you need to prove why you get to use this, um, why you think you can use this. Uh, more, more times likely than not, the person who doesn't have the trademark doesn't get the protection. So, I'm sorry, Keisha, I went off topic. <laughs> to answer your question, you can sign a contract. Certainly, you should get it uh, reviewed first by your attorney. But you do not need to be trademarked. Your business does not need to be trademarked in order to sign a contract. Best wishes to you, Keisha. Thanks for your question. Our last question today comes from Sasha. And she says, I'm in the middle of a divorce and have no legal aid. I don't know all the proper legal avenues to take and was wondering if I could get some kind of legal advice. Well, Sasha... First of all, I'm so sorry that you're having to deal with a divorce that is, uh, I'm sure, not fun. So uh, my condolences on uh, the death of your marriage, I guess. And best of luck to you uh, moving forward. Um, I don't know what kind of legal advice you're looking for here. Um, I guess what I could share with you, uh, if you want to email me directly, you can do that. Um, you know, email us at lawyerish at apexgroupdc.com. Again, that's lawyerish at apexgroupdc.com. 
e email us some details uh, about what's going on. I'd like to know what state you're in and, and what kind of legal advice you're looking for. If you're looking for a referral uh, to a family law attorney or you're looking for trying to figure out what kind of attorney you need to get, uh, you need to have a family law attorney, right, or uh, someone who practices family law. That's going to be uh, your best way forward. Uh, they will provide guidance. And you need to find someone who's in your state. Uh, but anyway, if you email me, um, I will. we're happy to uh, help connect you with some of our folks. Depending on what state you're in, we can put it out there and, and get you some options. So, so feel free to email us. I wish you the best of luck. I don't know what your budget is. Usually when I hear people say legal aid, that usually means they ain't got no money. <laughs> right? Totally understandable. Uh, there are resources in each state for um, uh, for this uh, you know, for for people who can't afford lawyers. Some states are better than others. If you're here in the District of Columbia, uh, there are great resources, including uh, clinics at some of the local universities that might be willing to help, depending on your uh, your income. You know, be, uh, depending on uh, you meeting your income. Uh, their income requirements and things like that. So there are resources out there, but they're really highly dependent on the state and the issue and, uh, you know, your tax bracket. So uh, happy to help you, Sasha. Again, I'm sorry that you're going through that uh, nasty breakup, especially uh, during the holidays. Uh, but I encourage you to keep moving forward. And if you'll email us, we will make sure that uh, we identify some resources, help you identify some resources and get you to some people who uh, could, could, could really help you. So uh, I'm wishing you the best there. Thanks for your question. And friends, that's it for Lawyerish today. I hope you got something from this. Remember, uh, if you want your questions answered, you want your legal questions answered, we're happy to, to chime in. So email us, lawyerish at apexgroupdc.com, or you can DM me on Instagram at bwalleyesq, that's at B-W-A-L-L-Y-E-S-Q. Also, Apex Group DC on Instagram. That's at Apex Group DC. Thanks, friends. That is Lawyerish for this week. We'll be right back. All right, friends. We are back, and it's now time for your motivational moment. This week, I'm going straight to the Bible because I need it, and I figure you need it too. <laughs> We're coming up towards the end of the year, and this time is particularly very stressful and sometimes a bit lonely. Uh, it can be challenging to get through the holidays without remembering and grieving loved ones, grieving past relationships, and there are so many people who can't get home for the holidays who are working or uh, who are, you know, in different spaces where they just can't get home. And I want to uh, offer you uh, one of my favorite scriptures. It's been one of my favorite scriptures uh, for as long as I can remember. It's Galatians 6 and 9. I'm also going to read verse 10 for us. But it says, and this is from the New International Version. It says, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. 
I have this uh, particular scripture memorized uh, in the King James Version. It's, be not weary in well-doing, for we will reap if we faint not. I like that one better. <laughs> really what it tells us, friends, is um, it gets tough doing good. Working hard, taking care of your family, taking care of your uh, your kids, your loved ones, taking care of your spouse, um, taking care of your home, your pets, right? Going to work and taking care of your boss <laughs> uh, or taking care of your employees, taking care of your body, eating right and working out. It gets tiring, my goodness. But the Bible says, be not weary. Don't be weary. Don't grow weary when you're doing good. For in the end, we will, in, in the appointed time, really is what it says, uh, at the appointed time, we will reap if we faint not. So friends, I just want to take a moment to encourage you. No, don't faint. Don't quit. Don't cave in. If you're doing good, at the appointed time, you will reap if you don't faint. Hang in there, friends. Keep pushing. You got this. That is your motivational moment. We'll be right back. Well, friends, we have done it again. This is season two, episode four. It's our last episode of 2022. We will be back on February 7th if the Lord says the same. So allow me to wish you a very, very Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy holidays and a happy new year. Happy 2023. Looking forward to uh, new blessings and new adventures with you. Thank you so much for listening and for watching. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Like any voyage, it's always just a little bit more fun if you can bring a friend or two along. Shout out to The Temptations for this holiday hit. Uh, Silent Night, it's our voyage vibe today. Much appreciated to those lessons. And rest in peace to Twitch Boss. If you don't know, he committed suicide recently and to really shock the world and I just want to take a minute to just send blessings and positive energy to his family to his children to his father and a husband let's just treat each other well friends we just never know what people are going through if you or someone you know is suffering from depression or any sort of mental illness please don't be silent dial or text 988 Friends, we need you in this world. We need you here, man of God. We need you here, woman of God. We need you here, person of God. The world is a better place with you in it. Until next time, friends, take care of yourselves and each other. Be well. See you next year. If I had